episode discussing the new merch that uh is dropping um as soon as the new surprise merch the new surprise merch that fuck i love it so much it's it's just like the shit eating drunk grin (laughs) i i'm really proud by the of the stylistic choice to like just offset them a little bit so it looks like just a little bit out of focus it it looks like a hangover like (laughs) it does uh, welcome to an afternoon of five mini. A fancy hangover. A fancy hangover. <laughs> festive hangover. Um, <laughs> a festive fancy hangover. That describes our podcast duty. <laughs> welcome to an afternoon of five mini. Uh, happy holidays. What is this? This is coming out. Uh, this is coming out the twentieth. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys know what's up. I'm sure there's like yeah. some obscure saints feast day that this comes out on as well. Cause we, we have St. Nicholas's day and then we had St. Lucia's day. Oh, that's right. Well, now we have to Google that, Emily. Why'd you even bring it up? I'm already Googling saints it. It's day, December 20th. It is St. Dominic of Silos. What's his deal? Uh, he is the patron saint against rabid dogs and also pregnant women. And against bugs. Well, that man has a story. I now I am curious. What is his deal? Um, there's like nothing uh, about him. I, maybe, I feel like they just gave him some random things. That is very random. Too random. Well, happy birthday, Saint Dominic. It's not their birthday. <laughs> yeah, but is it though? No, <laughs> it's their death day. It's always their death day. Or is it though? It could be like arbit- I feel like sometimes they just get random days. It can also be arbitrary. Um Oh yeah, it is in fact his uh death day. He died twentieth December seventeen or ten thousand seventy-three. Well ten seventy-three, that's how you say that year. It's the twenty-seventh anniversary of the release of Wes Craven's Scream. <laughs> well, that certainly is something to celebrate with this episode about Christmas myths. It's also the 77th anniversary of It's a Wonderful Life. That's a little closer. I'm getting there. So what are we talking about? Well, today, Emily, I'm going to do my favorite thing and uh, ruin everybody's fun by debunking some Christmas myths. I'm positive I don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely. I'm sure you've never heard of any of these. No, especially not the first one, but continue. (laughs) Uh, So thank you. To my sources for this episode, which are How Stuff Works, History.co.uk, and um, Life Hacker, because this is nothing if not a listicle episode. Um, sidebar: uh, Before we go, I I need to cite my sources for the last episode because I realized that I forgot to do it. Oh, good call! I'll, I'll stick it in at the end. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, that'll be perfect. Great. We're going to talk about six Christmas myths. Christmas, Christmas myths, if you will. Uh, and our first myth of the evening is that December 25th was Jesus's birthday. It's actually the day that he died. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do a callback, but it doesn't work. Um, and yeah, we know this one. We've discussed it previously. Um, very recently, actually, is like the last episode. Yeah. Remember how I said we talk about it next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It came true. Your, all of your wishes. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I think we all knew this one, um, but it does bear repeating that the Bible actually makes zero reference to the month or day that Jesus was born. Uh, and obviously, it's a bit too early in history for, like, birth, certif- birth certificates to be a thing. So I'm sure there's a piece of papyrus that just says, like, Jesus Christ, December 25th on it. Yes, exactly that. Um, so, what the Bible does mention, we do have context clues for the situation. Uh, is that shepherds were in their fields when Jesus was born. So this rules out most of winter because it's cold, even in the Middle East, (laughs) and there's nothing really growing for the sheep to meet. But where did the sheep go in the winter? Um, They would likely be sheltering inside. Oh. Yes. The Dead Sea, maybe? I don't know. I thought maybe they were like other Jewish (laughs) individuals and went to Florida for the winter. (laughs) I assume the sheep were Jewish. Obviously. Are pets the same religion as their owners? Like, are my pets Catholic? Oh, yeah. Your pets are super Catholic. (laughs) Good. Good. I'm glad. That's just how it works. (laughs) Okay. They actually might be more Catholic than you. For all you know, they're still practicing. (laughs) That's where Lucy goes every Sunday. Comes back smelling like incense. (laughs) Explains a lot in hindsight, actually. It really does. (laughs) Okay. Please continue with your facts. Uh, So December also doesn't make sense for the time of year Mary and Joseph would be traveling for a census, uh, because those are normally held in September or October. Um, That was just a better time of year because the harvest is done. uh, Winter weather hasn't set in yet. So like, they're thinking probably like near the end of September, near the end of September, uh, which would make him a Libra, just like Sadie. (laughs) Jesus was a Libra. You heard it here first. Um. I need to look into this census thing more. It, were these regular things? Like, I have no more information than you do. Because I always just, when I was a kid, I just assumed that, like, they sprung it on them and they were like, ah, shit, we got to go to Bethlehem and, like, packed in a hurry. It's like that weird that they do this so close to Christmas. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> they roll up in Bethlehem. Inconvenient time, middle of the holidays. And it was like, there was no lodging because, like, it was such short notice, but, like, if it's a regular thing and they like had to plan for this journey, you'd think they would have like booked ahead. Yeah, they would have called on their iPhones to the innkeeper and been like Maybe they had a, a blowout, like the mule lost a, a shoe and like <laughs> they were running late. I don't know if mules have shoes. I don't think horseshoes were a thing back then anyways, but I don't know. I don't know enough about the history of horses, if we're going to be honest. Or mules. Uh, So the question remains is, why have we fixated on December 25th? Yeah. If you've been keeping up with the podcast, you'll know that Christmas is pretty much just a church-approved winter solstice party, uh, repurposing a bunch of old established pagan traditions and adding some Jesus to it. Yeah, they literally just, like, slapped a sticker with Jeezy's face on it. (laughs) Oh, funny how you're all celebrating uh, this time of year. Did you know it's because it's our Lord Jesus Christ's birthday? Weird. Weird coincidence that. It's kind of like how uh, Jesus died around the time that you all do your spring taxes. Weird. (laughs) Man, that fertility festival is just so close to Jesus's birthday. Did you plan that? (laughs) Weird. We know what the church is up to. Yeah, we're on to you, Catholic Church. Our second myth uh, is that baby Jesus was visited by three kings. Sarah, call him by his Christian name. Baby Jesus? Baby Jeezy. 
I'm sorry I forgot about the baby Jesus joke we made, or baby Jeezy joke we made the last time we recorded this episode. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was our best one, too. I, no, I made the joke in the Saturnalia episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. I thought it was from this one. No. Baby Jeezy. Or as, Emily, as soon as we record an episode, it all leaves my brain. That's how we keep doing episodes. We can't just, like, keep that information the whole time. <laughs> Because then you overload, so you have to, like, expel. <laughs> that's why I eat so many edibles. It just, I flush it out. Yep, that's it. And, that's exactly and it. And take in new information. <laughs> uh, so myth number two, Baby Jeezy was visited by there you go. kings. Uh, and contrary to popular belief, the Bible, much like Jesus' birthday, never refers to the We Three Kings as kings. It's so they are named weird how the Bible doesn't say a lot of shit that people seem to think that the Bible says. It's almost like we wrote this book 2,000 years ago, and then we've just been kind of continually adding fan fiction headcanons to it for the last couple millennia. The New Testament's just Old Testament fan fiction. I mean, yeah, this is true. Other things not in the Bible. Uh, the Bible never actually states that there were only three of them, just that they came bearing three gifts. So the number is kind of assumed to be three. It could have been two guys. It could have been a hundred guys. I hope it's not a hundred and they only brought three gifts because the proportion of guys that are like, um, I forgot to pick something up. Can I just can I just put my name on the on the card? Yeah. <laughs> The proportion of magi to frankincense is very disappointing. <laughs> no, I want to put my name on the gold card. I'm sorry, Balthazar. I know you spend a lot on the frankincense, but like, it stinks. <laughs> also, who brings herbs to a baby? Like, gold will pay for his college. Well, probably the frankincense, too. This is like Silk Road days, so. Yeah, we Put a lot more stock in herbs and spices. It's also likely that Mary wasn't actually hosting them in the stable. Uh, Good! <laughs> thank God uh, for her sake. According to scripture, they actually arrived when Jesus was a child. So at least a year after he was born, at which point Joseph and Mary, no longer hanging around Bethlehem, they got the hell out of Dodge after that whole, you know, King Herod killing a bunch of babies things. I have to assume they only spent like one night in the stable as well. Like it was a temporary solution. I would think so. I would hope so. Fun fact, there are narratives that give the three wise men names. Um, particularly Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. All great names. Balthazar's my favorite. Uh, but these are also not from the Bible and were given to them by a mosaic created in the 6th century and housed in a basilica in Italy. God, imagine just like putting some names down on your little like fan art and then that sticks for years. It That's like... It is literally drawing fan art of some obscure character and naming them. Because they weren't named in the novel. Yeah, it's like 200 years from now, someone's like, well, Harry obviously fucked Malfoy. Like, that's canon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I went Harry Potter fan fiction for that. I mean, it is the most unhinged. <laughs> no, the most unhinged fan fiction is Fifty Shades of Grey. Fair, fair. I will give you that one. All right, myth number three. <laughs> Using yeah, let's X. move on from that. <laughs> Using Xmas as shorthand is blasphemous, and we need to be putting the Christ back in Christmas. I heard that so much when I was in school. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can go back home and tell all of them um, that they're stupid. <laughs> well, maybe be nicer than that. Um, I, I think most of my teachers from that era have sadly passed on. Oh, oh. 
Okay. Uh, so there are definitely some people who uh, think that this is a thing um, that Xmas is just a way for us non-Christians to refer to the holiday without acknowledging our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, but the X also means Jesus. It also means Christina Aguilera, which is also where you see that a lot. Oh, it does. I never noticed that before, but that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's Chris. It's short for yeah. Chris. Uh, yeah. And Christ. Oh, my God. Chris, Christ, Dina. Yeah. Um, although I guess in that case, Chris. there would be two T's because it's usually X Tina, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, because X Ina sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair. Like Christ and with Christina Aguilera, uh, the word Christ <laughs> in Greek begins with the letter Chi. Am I pronouncing this correctly, Emily? You corrected me before. You are, yes. Okay. Uh, which in the Roman alphabet is written as an X. So we've been using Xmas as shorthand for Christmas and Christina Aguilera uh, since at least the Middle Ages. So it's not even new. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it never is. It's just people, again, people misunderstanding and putting their own meaning on stuff that was from a previous time where it meant something different. I'm not going to go into my baby, it's cold outside rant again, but it's that concept. Yes, correct. Well, we're going to stop talking about Jesus now. Good. Fuck him. <laughs> no. I, you're going to have so much fun editing this episode. I might just leave that one in at this point. <laughs> oh. I'm already going to hell. Like, my suite has been booked. <laughs> I mean, this is true. It's overlooking the lake of fire. I think it's going to be beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful scenic room. Okay, so myth number four, Santa Claus was invented by Coca-Cola. Uh, so there is an urban legend that the reason Santa is dressed in a red coat is because that's the color they put him in for the Coca-Cola ads, you know, because the Coke brand is red. And that idea just kind of stuck. Um, but like everything else in this episode, no, it's not even remotely true. Uh, Santa has been depicted in a wide variety of ways over the years, um, but the popular image of him as a jolly old man with the big beard and the red suit, you know, the classic Santa, that can be credited to an American cartoonist named Thomas Nest, who began drawing Santa in the 1870s, well before Coca-Cola. Yeah, you got your, your classic Santa, your diet Santa, <laughs> your Santa Zero, your Santa Cherry Vanilla. Yeah, you know, all those other Santas. That was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Zero sounds like a like a horror movie. <laughs> That's like a Santa in space thing. Oh fuck! I would love a Christmas movie. Nope, there is a Christmas yeah, movie that takes place. Santa in space. Claus conquered the Martians. N no, I mean there's no Santa movie in space. But no, as there's we've discussed prior. There is a Santa movie in space. Interesting. You never heard of Santa Claus conquering the Martians? And am I saying the title right? <laughs> am I pronouncing yeah, this right? No. <laughs> Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. It's a movie from 1964. It, it feels like a movie they did on uh, Mystery Science Theater. It is absolutely a Mystery Science Theater episode. Uh, and it also is my favorite. Or it, um, it's where I got my favorite saying, like, you're the laziest man on Mars. <laughs> Which is what I say to my cat quite frequently. <laughs> uh, well, I'll have to check that out. I was referring to Prometheus. Oh, <laughs> The other Christmas movie in space. Yeah, it's Christmas movie like Die Hard's a Christmas movie where it does take place during the time. But it, I mean, there's a Christmas tree at one point and Idris Elba is like listening to Christmas music. Yeah, I am of the opinion that any Christ any movie that takes place during Christmas is a Christmas movie. 
That's, Batman Returns. Yeah, it's just the rules. I don't make them. Well, I don't like Hallmark movies, so I need like options <laughs> during the holidays. I will say I did watch, um, what was it called? Best Christmas Ever. It's a new one on Netflix this year. And we watched it on Thanksgiving evening. Um, and it was bad, but in a way that I knew it yeah. was bad. I feel like we've gotten too far into the trend of like Christmas movies like that that know they're shitty. Yeah, it's where it's just like it was definitely charming in its own way, but I think like those movies just aren't quite as good when they are when they're not genuine. You got to be genuinely trying to make need- something good and have it turn out terrible for it to be like classic kind of bad movie good. Like Jingle All the Way. Yeah, exactly. Which was filmed in Minnesota if I'm not mistaken. It was indeed. You guys have a big Christmas parade? Is that a thing? No. We got the holidazzle. Yeah. But it isn't like one parade. It's like every night for a month, they drive a bunch of like light vehicles with lights all floats? over them. Floats. That's it. <laughs> a bunch of Christmas light floats, and they just drive them down the street, and everyone goes, oh, ah, ooh. Uh, not tomorrow, but Thursday, we are going to my, my uh, work holiday party, but- uh, we have booked an entire boat so we can watch the Christmas boat parade. <gasps> that sounds lovely. I'm so this excited. This is not the type of time of year I'd like to be on a boat, but. Oh, no, I'm going to freeze my ass off. But I mean, that's why I am currently, as we speak, trying to crochet myself like this neck warmer hood thing. That's very so smart. So I don't die. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> Ah, yes, the big guy. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I got left to say on that is um, the red suit thing, already well established by the time uh, in the 1930s when Coca-Cola started doing their Santa-centric holiday ad campaigns. So no, Santa Claus- They didn't create it. It was just convenient. Yeah. Santa Claus was not invented by Coca-Cola. Sorry. Man, I could really go for a Coke right now. (laughs) I'm very susceptible to advertising. Uh, Myth number five, Christmas trees are a pagan tradition. Uh, and this is this is less stupid yeah. than some of the other myths. Like I can see why people believe this. Um, there's certainly pagan tradition of decorating with greenery, like holly and ivy and mistletoe and the like. Um, yeah, it's to it's like a, a kind of like with the candles and stuff being a big part of it. It's like don't worry, it's not going to be like this forever. Yeah, exactly. Like the green stuff and the light will come back. Yes. Uh, but Christmas trees specifically, there is no documentation of them being used as indoor decorations until at least the 16th century, um, a tradition that originated in Germany, the country that does Christmas the best. I can't remember. I think I might have said it in the Saturnalia episode that the ranking is Germany, Italy, England. And as far as like places that do Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, I'd buy that. Norway's up there. Yeah, definitely Scandinavia has got some pretty good traditions. They just need less um, fish in their their meals for me to rank them higher. <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's a decent enough reason. It is the reason for the <laughs> fish. Yes, correct. Less fish. As far as Christmas trees go, it wasn't until the mid-19th century that they became popular elsewhere. Uh, inspired by the most classic of trendsetters, Queen Victoria and her husband, Prince Albert, who are basically behind every tradition that we know today. Yeah, she was uh, she was a big deal. She was a real Kate Middleton, she, um, except frumpier. Yeah, shorter. I'm sorry, Queen Victoria looked a little bit like a frog. Like, no offense, but it those Habsburg genes were like. I don't know. If in she was there. a Habsburg. Was she not? She was from Germany. She was from the House of Hanover, I believe. 
up until like William and Harry, most British royalty did have like frog face. Mm-hmm. I would say there are current royals with some frog face going on. I won't name names, but they're there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, I think a lot of elderly people just naturally get frog face. To be honest. Yeah, that's fair. It might not just be British royalty. It might just be old people. <laughs> I'm not saying that to be me. Just that, like, naturally as you age, your face starts to sag, and that kind of causes a little bit of frog face. And you should be grateful Prince for Charles it, has frog face. I've I've already said fuck Jesus, so I might as well just get myself in trouble with everybody. I said I wasn't going to name names. Well... I'm naming names. I'm the one who's already going to hell. You have a chance. You've been to church more. <laughs> Not going to get away with it after this one, because myth number six is going to ruin your life. Uh, the myth is you. <laughs> that Jingle Bells is a Christmas song. Um, it's not. So <laughs> keep going. I'm sorry to have to tell all you guys this, but Jingle Bells isn't a Christmas song. It's a Thanksgiving song. And this is where uh, I will, we, we had to re-record the episode. Um, I'm just going to insert the clip from when Sarah told me that the first time. And I've been mad at her for a week. And rightfully so. It's not. It does not mention Christmas. And even worse, it's a Thanksgiving song. No, it's not. It is. Shut up. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> Fuck that. No, I refuse. Now give us the bullshit reason why Jingle Bells <laughs> is a Thanksgiving song. So, uh, Jingle Bells, as uh, you might know, was originally titled One Horse Open Sleigh, which are words in the song. Uh, and it was written by a James Lord Pierpont in the 1850s. And it was about the annual sleigh races that were held in Medford, Massachusetts at Thanksgiving time. Jingle Bells is a Thanksgiving song. Were they held on Thanksgiving? I've been thinking about this a lot. The source I found this on said it was around Thanksgiving time. It did not specify before or after, but definitely Thanksgiving time. Yeah, if it's before Thanksgiving, sure, Thanksgiving song. Um, if it's like the day after Thanksgiving, Christmas song. Don't care. See, I would dispute anything that though. After anything after midnight on Thanksgiving, Christmas. But that's a modern conceptualization conceptualization of Christmas time, Emily. That's a word. That's real. When the fuck was when did Christmas start back in the day then? I don't know, but the Christmas creep that like continuously like now there's holiday decorations in stores in like September that wasn't happening in the 1850s. Well, no, no, I'm saying that anything after Thanksgiving is in the Christmas season. Yeah, but that's only something we celebrate now. That isn't necessarily how they celebrated in the 1850s. I don't know how they celebrated well, they were in, the in the 1850s. <laughs> Read a Christmas Carol. I mean, granted, that was the UK and they don't have Thanksgiving there, but I don't even know how we celebrated Thanksgiving back in the 1850s. I think you genocide. Probably, well, yeah, that's the reason for the season. <sighs> Boy, it's a real boner of a fact, man. <laughs> what a weird energy we're bringing to this episode. Uh, well, um, Christ. So, yes, um, 
I don't know how you come back from Jingle Bells isn't a Christmas song with like provable facts. You don't. You just, you got to end the episode. And I guess that is what we're leaving people on before break. So they just get to ruminate in this for a couple of months now. The rest of the holiday season. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back in February, you know, January, January, all of that. Um, Yep. Remember to check out our our new merch. Uh, That's still on sale. Uh, It'll be on Mm -hmm. sale after Christmas, too. Yeah, it's Um, on sale until like the 31st, I believe. Yes, I will be picking up my my very own um, Saturnalia shirt. Um, (laughs) I mean, I basically just made it merch so Emily could buy herself a T-shirt. It's a bonus if you guys buy it. I, I, I'm thinking about putting on like a light pink t-shirt or something. That would be delightful. Anyway, um, happy holidays, guys. Um, yeah, uh, Hanukkah's squarely over right now. Mm-hmm. But happy past Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. That's coming up in like six days. Merry Christmas. Happy Saturnalia. Yeah, we're all celebrating Saturnalia now. Yeah, that's all I'm celebrating now. Yeah. It's a better Christmas. Uh, it is indeed. All right. Jingle Bells is a Saturnalia song and Jesus was a Libra. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye. We love you. I'll, I'll play this after the the outro music. It'll be like a little bonus. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, so I forgot to cite my sources on the Saturnalia episode, so I'm going to do that real quick. Uh, you know, a week later after the whole mini is over. Um, anyway, uh, I used history.com, getty.edu, medium.com, Wikipedia, Britannica, worldhistory.org, and a mental floss article about holiday characters around the world. Thanks, mental floss, for that fun little quiz. Yes. All right. Goodbye for real this time. (laughs) Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Saturnalia. I think it's happy Saturnalia. Whatever. Goodbye. No, it's Merry Saturnalia. Okay. Goodbye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This is As Above, So Below.